Hey, what is up guys? Welcome to our 20.1 open workout breakdown. Now, for those of you guys who have been with us for a while, or especially the last two years where we've done these, we're going to have it going live on uh, our podcast, on YouTube, on our Instagram, on our Facebook. So anywhere you want to watch this, listen to it. Maybe you're driving in the car, you don't want to watch it, you just want to listen. That works too, all right? You can always find us on YouTube, uh, like I said, and on Facebook and Instagram and on our podcast is where we're going to be displaying this video and this audio for you guys, all right? So let's get into this nitty gritty here. I am going to be making sure that I keep this guy under 10 minutes, all right? So that way we can stay on this IGTV for you guys. So 20.1 just wrapped up. Obviously, a lot of us got to watch uh, Scott Panchik and Rich Froning go through this workout and obviously put on what I would call an amazing feat of pacing. Uh, and we're going to get to talk about that a little bit later, about their pacing and them uh, as individuals. But what let's first, let's review what the workout was, all right? So 20.1 is 10 rounds per time of 8 ground overhead, 95 and 65, and then 10 bar-facing burpees with a 15-minute time cap. Now, originally looking at this, you're like, 15-minute time cap, that's plenty of time. And then you watch those guys go, and you start to think about the actual pace you're going to need, and that's a pretty aggressive time cap for the majority of people, all right? And so what we're going to do today in the 20.1 breakdown is talk to you guys about setup, uh, some tips, some general tips, uh, tips for the actual workout, pacing, all that kind of stuff, uh, pacing as well as its own thing, and then limitations uh, that you might have individually or that you might see as uh, an overviewing uh, limitation for multiple people or multiple groups of people, all right? So the biggest thing that we got to think about in this workout is it's not just eight ground overhead and 10 bar facing burpees, right? When we think about the total collective volume, you're getting in 80 ground overhead and 100 bar facing burpees if your goal is to complete this within the time cap, which I think everybody's is, no matter if you're modifying the weight uh, or not, or if you're in a master's category or team category, whatever that case might be, but that is a lot of total volume. And with that volume, right, it means that we have to kind of push uh, the pace a little bit, right? We can't just hang back and go really slow on the burpees because obviously that's going to add up over those 100 reps. Same thing for the ground overhead. We can't break those guys up too often, uh, if at all, but we can't break them up too often because that's just going to eat away at that precious time that we have um, and the time that we have to keep consistent, all right? So the two kind of big limitations, uh, or I should say three big limitations we have is grip fatigue, all right? So pertaining to the barbell, if you guys are planning on snatching this whole thing, if 95-65 is a relatively lightweight for you and you know that you can hang on to that barbell, obviously hook grip is going to help, but your grip is might or your grip might become a limiting factor, right? Uh, especially if you're snatching. So you're pulling that bar all the way from ground to overhead without going into a squat pattern. So that full pull all the way up overhead, that's just a big distance to, to take that bar for some of us, right? And especially to be doing eight total, uh, or sorry, eight reps for 10 total sets, that might be just a lot of total grip volume for you. So if that is, something to think about is breaking it up from the get-go. Maybe you do four and four. Uh, when you do the four and four, it's not a long break. It's literally enough to drop the bar, shake your hands out once, get back on the bar, pick it up and go, right? Uh, that shouldn't be taxing our breathing too much like the burpees will, that should be taxing more of our grip, right? Uh, and obviously with that being said, now maybe our technique a little bit too with pulling the bar all the way up overhead. If a, if a muscle snatch is kind of what you're thinking about doing, you might have to start reverting to dipping under that bar a little bit with a little bit of that power snatch technique to you, all right? 
Um, then when we think about the bar facing burpees and obviously the whole workout uh, together is breathing, right? Uh, we all know how bar facing burpees feel. We all know how probably a high volume of bar facing burpees feel. And the breathing is going to be what starts to get out of hand really fast, right? If you saw the guys go, they got to sweating really fast. They got to breathing heavy really fast. So something that we want to think about is not coming really hot out the gate. So that way we can control the breathing from the get go, obviously push it to a, that uncomfortable kind of red line zone. And then from there being able to hover around that time until we need to push a little bit further, but we'll talk about that in a second. All right. So, uh, Back to, so we have those two limiting factors, and obviously the full workout and pace is kind of something we're going to tackle in a little bit, but uh, the, those two limitations, grip and breathing. If grip, you know, is a big limitation for you, something you can do is think about instead of snatching or breaking up your reps uh, four and four, maybe you think about clean and jerk. So now you're really only pulling to, let's say, your chest from here, dipping under the bar and then driving it all the way up overhead. So you don't really have a lot of that grip fatigue happening or that grip and pull fatigue happening when you're going overhead for that jerk, right? And then you can take it all the way down where then your grip kind of comes back into play anyways, touch, clean, jerk back overhead. So that might be a thing. Obviously the, the total work will be a little bit slower in a clean and jerk, but over the grand scheme of things, if you're moving at a consistent pace, it might not shake out to be that much time, right? We never, we, we haven't done a uh, a set yet of eight ground to overhead of snatches and eight ground to overhead of clean and jerks to be able to see kind of that time split difference, which we'll probably get for you guys uh, tomorrow. But it probably won't shake out to be that much different of a time uh, period, all right? Uh, but it, if your grip is eliminating fatigue, the clean and jerk might be the way to go. Just think about this. With the jerk, you're also pressing overhead, which is what you're also going to have to do when it comes to the burpee, all right? So you might get a little bit more shoulder fatigue. You can even switch back and forth between snatching and clean and jerking if you want. You don't have to stick with one. They never specified that, all right? Um, now let's talk about that other limitation, which was breathing, all right? Obviously, you saw these guys go. I think they had the perfect opportunity to step, or sorry, to step the burpee instead of jump. And I think that's a great idea, right? Step up. Once your feet come up to meet, then you're jumping over the bar from there. Turn around, uh, jump back, right? Because we don't need to necessarily slow our, our pace down to the ground. We're more worried about slowing our pace up or not necessarily slowing it down, but keeping it consistent. And so the step, jump, turn, go down is the best way that you guys can kind of control that speed. All right. Uh, let's get into, into a couple other little things before we talk about pacing. All right. Something I saw Scott Panchik do really well was as he got done with his last, his eight rep of his ground overhead, obviously he did snatching. He followed the bar down to the ground and about his quads, he let it go. So he didn't let the bar go overhead. He let the bar go about mid thigh, kind of pushed it to the ground a little bit. From there, he's already hands down on the ground, right? So he's, so he's already close enough that he can kind of just jump right back into his burpee and get started, all right? The name of the game for this is just keep moving at a consistent pace. If you go too fast and you need to stop, that stopping that rest might end up turning into be a lot of time expended, all right? So when your bar goes down, your hands go down, you're getting on the ground, all right? Uh, the other thing that we want to think about is as a... Uh, Rich Froning actually did like one to two chalk breaks. Wear some sweatbands so that way you don't need those or you, you take as minimal as possible. But something cool you can use with the chalk is obviously before the workout, chalk your hands. And then what I would do is go back to your barbell, figure out where your burpee position is going to be on both sides. 
and put some chalk prints right there on both sides so that way you know that when you jump over, you don't have to think about how close am I to the bar, how far away am I to the bar. You can just put your hands on the ground where you know that you are, and then obviously you'll be that same distance away from the bar each time. You won't have to get too close and then move your head or get too far away and then have to take extra jump or extra step forward just to get back over the bar, all right? So let's spend these last couple of minutes talking about pacing, all right, which I think is the big thing. If we saw uh, Scott Panchet go, he held about a 50 second, I think he only wavered to about 54, maybe 55 seconds around, and he held that pretty consistent. What I'm going to tell you guys is that is not his 100%, right? Uh, for those of you guys who've been, who have been doing our compete and our uh, gym programs, we've been putting you guys over these last eight, nine weeks through pacing strategy workouts, and it's for this simple reason right here. They didn't start off at 100% because obviously you can't hold that, right? They held probably what was about a 80, 85, maybe pushing that like 90%, or at least it felt like 90%, uh, maybe 100% as they got further in those rounds, but they didn't start off at 100%, all right? So the name of the game is how fast can you sustain? And something we recommend, obviously for those athletes who have been with us for a while, you guys know that we work through 50, 60, 70, 80, 90% of, of different mixed modal movements, so you know what that feels like. We recommend coming out at about 80%, at least for the first five rounds, right? Get half your work done and then reassess. If you can speed it up a little bit, maybe it's just on the, on the barbell, that's fine. Maybe it's on the, on the burpees, that's fine. If you need to kind of slow down somewhere, make sure you speed up somewhere else, right? And so we're kind of always looking to give and take from all those different areas. So. The total uh, time, 9.21 for Scott Panchik, 9.59 for Rich Froning. One of the biggest things you guys want to take away from that is that Scott Panchik's pacing was about, like I said, 50 to 55 seconds around. Rich Froning obviously broke down to be right on about a minute around, right? Obviously, he started off a little faster, took some breaks, but average, he averaged about a minute around. So, getting a minute around is probably going to be really tough considering those are some of the top two athletes in the world. What I would suggest is if you come out faster than about 50 seconds around, be prepared to hit the brakes, all right? Be prepared to say, oh no, I maybe started too fast. I need to slow down a little bit because it is a lot of total volume. It's a lot of total work that you guys are getting done. And for those of you guys who are watching on our IGTV, this video is obviously gonna be ending, but we want you guys to watch this on our YouTube where we're gonna continue talking just a little bit about this workout, all right? So, uh, after we talk about the pacing, now we just want to think about what do you guys want to get through, all right? If your plan is that you want to do this uh, as prescribed, then you need to know where you can push a little bit harder and maybe where you need to back off, all right? But the, the name of the game is burpees, don't stop, all right? As you guys are going through this, just make sure that you keep going. Even if you're moving slower, it's better than not moving at all, all right? And so I want you guys to think about that as you're going through. 20.1. Hey, and we're going to keep these videos coming for you guys, podcasts, uh, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you guys find these. If you have any questions or comments about this, this video, the audio, however you guys are picking this up, make sure to leave it in the comments below and we're going to get to you guys for 20.2 next week. And also keep a lookout for two things. One, we're going to do uh, maybe a little tip and strategy video after we see some athletes go through this maybe um, some areas that we can pick up time, <coughs> excuse me, all those different things. But uh, make sure you guys pay attention to that. And if you're interested in these shirts, they're dropping tomorrow on our website. See you guys later.